Welcome to Bible Believers Fellowship and the ministry of BBFOhio.com. I'm Pastor Greg, and I welcome you to our current events update, and then the beginning of our study in Acts chapter 9, verses 1 through 9, titled, Saul on the Road to Damascus. The conclusion of our study can be found at bbfohio.com. As we now begin, this is part one of two. The current events update. Now, Israel at war, something worth talking about. It's biblical. Uh, this is as of 1029. In the first weeks of the war, we, there, was a massive, there were massive airstrikes against the enemy in increased force over the past few days in order to help our forces enter from the ground in the safest manner. We have eliminated countless murderers and archive murderers and we've eradicated the infrastructure of terrorism and it's only the beginning of the road. Our fight inside the Gaza Strip will be long and difficult, but we are prepared for that. This is our second war of independence. We will fight for the protection of our homeland and we will fight in, on the ground, in the air, in the sea, and we will eliminate the enemy above the ground and beneath the ground. We will fight and we will win. And this will be the triumph of good over evil, light over darkness, life over death. And in this war, we stand together firmly, united more than ever, certain of our just way. This is the mission of our lives. This is the mission of my life. And on behalf of you, on behalf of all of us, I pray for the safety and peaceful return of our enemies. May God defeat the enemies who rise up against us and may he bring salvation and victory to our troops. Together we will fight. Together we will win. I believe that's the right thing to do. If you don't believe that, you don't believe the Bible. Romans 13, 1-5. Israel attacked has a right to go and kill the people responsible. Not just the people who did the killing. And when almost 80% of the people in Palestine support Hamas, don't be talking about innocent people being killed unless you're talking about the children. Because almost every one of the adults are guilty and have blood on their hands. You won't hear that on the news. You won't hear it from most Christians, but that's a fact. The ground war offensive has begun. Uh, the latest report was that just uh, over the last day, they attacked 450 military targets in, in Gaza. It's literally going to turn it into a parking lot. This is some of the video that they released showing what's going on. And I just want to make it clear, we do not love war. I hate war. I only believe in self-defense wars. But it's kind of like the death penalty. Um, you know, if you kill, you should be killed. That's Bible. It's Genesis 9-5, Romans 13-1-5. And... If uh, you start a war, war is ugly. The world should know, don't start one. And you'd think they would have learned that from the Iraq and Afghanistan wars. But you're dealing with, it isn't Hamas you're dealing with, folks. It's a devil called Allah. And a satanic religion that calls for the destruction of all who reject Allah and Muhammad. And that's the reality. The bottom line... This 
I hate to use that stupid pun, this hits home for you, yeah. but these attacks literally hit home for you. Yeah, I came to this country as a Jewish refugee from the former Soviet Union, so yeah, it hits home to me. Um, you know, as you were talking about the $6 billion and, you know, the White House has come out, you know, deny, denying, saying that that money has nothing to do with what happened. You know what, Dan, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter which bank account it was in, whether they have access to it or not. When you know that money is coming to you, it empowers you. Right. You know that money is going to be there. So did this empower Iran? Absolutely. And look at what's happening in Israel. I mean, this is a massacre. These are Nazis. These are people who at 6 o'clock in the morning went into people's homes and massacred them door by door. They came in by land, they came in by sea, they came in by air, they murdered police officers, they murdered soldiers, they dressed up in those uniforms, right. they infiltrated they Israel. They kidnapped young women and children who are, in are it, killing them right now. They're killing them, and not only are they killing them, I want the world to know who these barbarians are. They're not even animals, they're barbarians, okay? They are, they are going on Facebook Live, and their parents are seeing this. How anyone can defend them in America or anyone just, just blows my mind. There are protests happening across can we talk the nation. About that? We've got yeah. video, folks. I want people to see this garbage. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm so glad you're here. My voice has been gone all day here. <laughs> uh, we've got ridiculous pro-Palestinian folks in New York and Chicago, here in San Diego, where we're based, down in Florida, out supporting. Now, here's a, a pro-Israel one in New York. Right. But there are pro-Palestinian ones. And I get they're supporting the innocent Palestinian folks, but hi, Hamas uses your state as a safe haven. Why don't you take up arms and kick them the hell out? You don't. So guess what? You're now going to get whatever gets rained down on you because you don't get rid of a terror group. And for anyone to support this, and that's what I want your take on, Stella, I've seen media and members of the squad, those Democrat ladies, trying to show support for that, Palestine, but then you're supporting Hamas. Yeah, sorry. I, I, yeah, I, I saw online people calling them the the Hamas caucus, and that's exactly what they are. They try to justify this uh, massacre uh, by calling them freedom fighters and essentially saying this was a long time in the making. This was their land. No, this was never their land. Okay, this was never their land. Um, this is something that Israel has been fighting for many, many years. Uh, Israel has tried to have two-state solutions. Every time they wanted to sign a two-state solution, Hamas comes in and they say no because at the end of the day, they do not want peace, Dan. They no, don't I want don't. peace. Faces of evil. Amen. We offer this chart. It's online. Right now, at the time of this, uh, you go out, you, it's right on the front page of our website. But if you go to VBFR.com, resources and charts, you'll find this. Uh, and it shows the reality of the ownership of the land. There's never been a Palestinian state, ever. It's a total fraud and a lie on your news media almost every night. And even a lot of conservatives use that language, and it's a lie. And there have been a couple of Muslim conquests, but they weren't Palestinian Muslims. They were Egyptian Muslims and Turk Muslims. So um, according to what's called the right of conquest, it's the reality of human history. How many of you, uh, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but you've been told that America is, we live on stolen land, right? Yes, we do. It's called the right of conquest. Who did we conquer? We call them Native Americans. They never called themselves that. That's PC. The Choctaws and the Cherokees and the Seminoles. Guess what? When we came here, 
We found a people, a groups, group of peoples who were living on stolen land. They took the land from people before them. And so on and so forth, back to Noah. That's human history. So again, you've got to untangle the web of deceit that even your public schools, History Channel, PBS, news media, all have been teaching about that land over there. It's a, there's a special theological term for it, hogwash. That's the real history of the land, and it now belongs to Israel. Now, one of the reasons we're interested in this, not only because we support Israel's right to exist, if you don't, you're not a Bible believer, but we also are looking at the development of Gog Magog. It's the war that may happen before or right after the rapture. I've never been convinced one way or other that anybody's figured that one out. But uh, there's going to be a Russian confederacy with Islamic nations. Russia is surrounded by the Stan nations. Uzbekistan and Pakistan, all those Stan nations are Muslim. They will join with Turkey. And so as we see Russia getting involved and Turkey getting involved, then once again, we've got our Gog Magog radars up and watching. Uh, I listened to this uh, on uh, Twitter space last night, discussion about the whole Starlink thing. That's something going on I won't get into. But the uh, G Colonel Douglas McGregor posted this. Turkish President Erdogan offered to mediate the Israeli-Hamas conflict. Now, I disagree with the colonel on this, but he says, really was hoping Washington, and if not Israel, would have accepted his offer. Uh, he may be right that it may be the only way to avoid war, but he goes on to say, he now has set the stage for eventual Turkish military intervention into the Israeli regional conflict. Erdogan is warning the Israelis and he's warning us, you're going to get a full-scale war. You get Russia in there and the other Islamic countries that are listed there, in, in, in addition to Persia, which is Iran, you got the makings of Gog and Magog, Ezekiel 38. Amen. Or you can forget Turkey playing a part that's uh, mediating now. Hamas is not a terrorist organization, but a liberation group, according to Erdogan from Turkey. He calls them Mujahideen because they're fighting to protect its soil and its citizens, which is a total lie. Dear brothers, we had good intentions, but Israel took advantage of our good intentions. <laughs> we had a plan to go to Israel, but it's canceled. We did not go. If it had continued with good intentions, our relations may have been different, but now, unfortunately, that will not happen either because they took advantage of our good intentions. How many times he said good intentions? Hey Israel, you may be an organization because the West owes you a lot. Now watch. But Turkey owes you nothing. Perpetuating the lie that that soil but ever belonged to a Palestinian people that never existed. And he's calling for now full war. That's, 
Folks, I know some of you, you won't take my advice and read history and, and everything, but I'm just, uh, have to tell you that uh, that's never happened before. We're at a place we've never been, not since 1948, not since the end of the War of Independence in Israel. Hey, West, I am talking to you. Do you want to organize a crusade against the Crescent Moon again? You know who is responsible for all this? America, Europe, the West, and all their puppets. It is the West that bears the greatest responsibility for the massacre in the Gaza Strip. You're to blame, your government's to blame, for Hamas having a charter that says they want to murder all the Jews and destroy Israel, and you're responsible for them going in and targeting men, women, and children on October 7th, 2023. They're reprobates, folks. They're gone. And they're totally given over to the spirit of Antichrist. We pray that God's will be done. Amen. If this is it, get it on. <laughs> Amen. And let's get, to, let's get raptured out of here. Let's get the whole thing going. Praise the Lord. Secondly, I want to mention the main massacre. The shooter is dead. I think most of you are probably aware of that. Our standard response to the typical Marxist call for gun control, as soon as, they, as soon as this happens, they start calling for law-abiding citizens to lose their guns. Listen, if Americans obeyed the words of Jesus Christ in Luke 22:36 and appreciated and practiced the Second Amendment of the Bill of Rights in the U.S. Constitution, there would have been dozens of armed Americans shooting that man dead before he could have killed all those people. Maybe none, maybe two, maybe a few would have been shot by him, but not nearly as many as were. Yep. Amen. Americans ignoring and disobeying Jesus Christ while rejecting their American heritage and birthright, sadly, suffer the consequences. Yep. There's only one reason that man was able to kill all those people. It's because of a bunch of dumb, disarmed sheeple disobeying Luke 22:36 and not living up to the heritage of your Second Amendment right to bear arms for self-defense. You get what you ask for when you disobey God. Amen. America, arm up, and as soon as somebody starts shooting innocent people, kill them. Amen. According to our Constitution, God, according to Romans 13, God ordained this Constitution in the Second Amendment. Amen. According to the Word of God, He has ordained that you are supposed to protect yourself and your family. If you were raised to think the police are here to protect you, sorry, you were raised by imbeciles. Police are there to clean up the mess after it's done. They show up after the killing is done. You can watch, we, we watch cop shows and they're fun to watch, pure fiction. Amen. They'll show them going in, they'll get a phone call about a robbery down at the market, and they'll show up and the guy's still in there, who got his guns. He's been gone for probably 20 minutes by the time they get there. Amen. They're the cleanup crew. 
The left produces these massacres and then projects the blame onto law-abiding Americans. Gun-free zones are the cause. Gun, they should call them gun-free slaughter zones. If I were to crack out and want to kill a bunch of people, I know where I would go wherever I saw the gun-free zone signs. I think it's by design. I think they want our kids killed. It's always the kids they leave without armed protection. All the politicians have armed protection. I agree wholeheartedly with this statement from the Ohio gun owners. Don't forget gun owners share zero blame, zero guilt, and zero responsibility for the actions of violent killers. The left's policies of social deconstruction, their Marxist takeover of our schools, their kicking God out of the schools, and their historic proliferation of psychotropic drugs for kids is wreaking the havoc they intended. So don't back down. Amen. Amen. Most of the mass killers are on psych meds. Yep, try it. And so, with that, a related subject. Vote no on issue one between now and November 7th. They want to kill your kids if you have them in the womb, and they want to kill your kids with their. LGBTQ policies and agendas. They want to not tell you when they're giving your children drugs that cause chemical castrations and then they physically actually castrate those children and they don't want the parents to know about it. And if the parents protest, they'll take your children away from you. And issue one is an establishment of some of that and a step towards the rest of it if it gets in the Constitution. Vote no, and anybody you know who should vote no, make sure you harass them to get them there. Amen. All right. Be informed. Pray accordingly. Saul on the road to Damascus. Acts chapter 9, verses 1 through 9. While you turn there, I want to mention this. We were a little rushed last week. We had to get out of the building early. And so I didn't uh, have time to mention this, and I think Brian and I were talking about it Wednesday. But uh, we read Acts chapter 8, verse 37, and Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Very important confession of faith there, very important Bible verse. If you will see to the right there, I didn't forget to put it in there, that's what you find in the NIV. Ripped it out gone. Not in that piece of garbage. They give you a footnote and says that the verse some manuscripts include here. Let me clue you in on this. The manuscripts that Christians have used up until 1880 include that verse. Amen. It's only in the last generation of apostates that they've been ripping your Bible to shreds because they're using garbage manuscripts called Codex Vaticanus and Codex Sinaiticus, and they're based on those mutilated manuscripts, they're putting out horrible Bibles, so-called, like the NIV, which is, the you'll know a, fruit, uh, a tree by its fruit, and you can see what it's doing to the Church of Jesus Christ today. 
It's producing the ignorance and malaise that you see around you. If you look it up on Bible Gateway, there's the ESV. No results found for Acts 8.37. Let's try the New Living Translation. No results found. King James has it. You know what's going to happen if you stick to your new versions and don't get a real Bible? No results found. Amen. So we'll stick with the real Bible. Amen? Amen? Now, if you're not English, you know, I can talk to you about other Bibles. But if you're English, it's the King James Bible. Amen. So let's read Acts 9, 1 through 9, and I'll have you read the odd verses with me. So start with me in verse 1. And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest, and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. And Saul arose from the earth, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man. But they led him by the hand, and brought him into Damascus. And he was there three days without sight, and neither did eat nor drink. Amen. So we're seeing the transition from law to gospel. I've repeated that in all of our studies up to now. I hope you understand that. That's why there's a transition, so that means everything's not settled. There's a lot of kind of wiggle room, you know, and things are not just exactly fit yet where God wants it. But it's also a transition from Peter to Paul, originally called Saul. I think most of you are aware of that. There are two Sauls in the Bible, King Saul, which, uh, you know, lost the crown to King David. And then there's Saul of Tarsus, who becomes the Apostle Paul. So we'll see the conversion of Saul of Tarsus in our reading. We will see his terrorism in the first couple of verses. Saul meets Jesus in verses 3 to 5. We see repentance in verse 6, and then we see obedience in verses 7 through 9. That's the basic model of any truly saved, born-again sinner. That's the basic model. So you start there in verses 1 and 2. Saul's terror. And this, this is the Apostle Paul. I mean, he's called Saul here, but I just want you to grasp that. The, the man who wrote the greatest of these is charity. You know, the, the man who talked about you were supposed to love each other and, you know, and all about joy and thanksgiving and think upon those things were good and just and us good report. What's it say about him here? Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord. <laughs> He's a nasty dude at this point. 
I wasn't violent like that, but I was a pretty nasty, wicked sinner before I got saved. Now, I know some of you got saved in spite of yourselves. You know, you were so good before you got saved. But some of us I've talked to, and uh, we admit we were pretty bad characters. Or I guess you could say I had very little character at all. Um, I was just filled with the spirit of self. And so I just did whatever I wanted to do. I did what I thought I, you know, was good for me. Uh, I thought getting drunk uh, was a good time. Uh, There's only a couple times I got drunk and vomited, and that wasn't any fun. But most of the time I got drunk and I didn't vomit. Uh, so, you know, I just, I looked like I was, uh, you know, you know. But I felt good in, in here. I looked to people around me, I looked crazy. But I felt good. And then someone introduced me to a lady named Mary Juana. And, uh, and uh, that felt pretty good. And so I spent a few years of my life pretty much not in my right mind. And uh, looking back, I have a track record that I'm glad is buried in the past, but it was ugly. But at the time, I didn't recognize how ugly it was. And I thought I was having a good time, really. There is uh, pleasure in sin for a season. The Bible says that. So don't lie to kids and say, if you get involved in that, oh, it's terrible, you won't have fun. Oh, it'll be from the start to the finish, it's terrible. And I, then they try it and realize you lied to them. Be honest to your kids. You can find pleasure in bad things for a while sometimes. But in the end, you will regret it. In the end, you'll crash. And uh, I didn't crash and burn because Jesus showed up and knocked me to the ground and everything, but I did crash and burn. I ended up on my...